beat them if they number one then now we number one according to rankings but we don't want to take none of that we want a, a good game against a good team and we're still humble and we don't want to be ranked we want to be out of the top 25 because we still hungry and when we're hungry we eat Practicing uh, wolf howl since our last show. That was my official wolf call. Um, it was I good, man. Do you see a wolf coming up to the door right now? We're gonna disregard that. What's up? What's we up, man? Freaking back. Yeah, about time. It is about time. I haven't yeah. seen you in since we recorded last, probably. Since we recorded last, yeah, yeah that's that's normally the answer there. Yeah. Hi, hey, Kent. Hey, what's going on? Will. Will, sorry, <laughs> forgot your name again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't known each other long enough to remember first names or middles or last or um, that time that Kent pooped his pants in preschool. No one was talking about that, but anyways. but we are still talking about your sharding incidents. <laughs> yes, we are. But I have to have some type of equal footing at this point because I've been getting railed on by. Yeah, I don't think I ever pooped myself in preschool, but yeah. whatever. You wouldn't know. You can't remember. Hey, um, hey. Podcast time. Yeah, it is podcast time. We've got a uh, super special episode today with... Uh, Every episode with you, Kenny, is super special. Well, thanks, man. You know. Thank you. But we do have that, a... Look that right look right into your eyes when I say I that. I appreciate it. We do have a really good one. We've got some from really good... From the island. From the island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The island could be a little short-lived. We'll see. We yeah. may talk about that. Yeah. That's pretty... That's pretty... We got some big news popping. Um, but yeah, we got a pretty good episode. We got some voicemails. So, again... Shoot us your voicemails at fireicepackpod um, at gmail.com. That is fireicepackpod, not fireice, uh, U-H-H-H-H-packpod. <laughs> Don't throw the um in there. Yeah, fireicepackpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Send us a voice memo. We love them. Uh, we've got several tonight. We're going to go through what we're drinking, always hitting up the ketchup factory, talking about uh, football schedule, the the wonderful transfer transfer portal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, basketball news, and of course um, we'll have to preview some of these upcoming uh, basketball games versus Georgia Tech and the dreaded Tar Heels of North Carolina. <laughs> when did you take on the the role? This is the first time you've ever done it. Taking on the role of the preview guy. I, like I don't it. know, that's, man. That's I'm a new bit. Throwing it in here. I like it. Uh, yeah. So, what about our socials? Uh, yeah, I was Anyone who that. listens to this at this point is already Probably already on, is already on them. Well, we'll go uh, at Fire Ice Pack Pod on Twitter. And Fire Ice Pack Pod on Instagram. the rarely used Instagram. Rarely used Instagram. Guys, we've read that the market's going to turn on Instagram. No one's going to be using it much longer. So it's, it's Twitter where you need to give us a follow. There you go. Uh, we put out good content. I'm throwing Sometimes. out videos when I can actually watch a basketball game. And uh, I'm getting hella views. Yeah, congratulations, Will. Um, so, yeah, let's get to everybody's favorite segment. What we drinking? Oh, what we drinking? <laughs> so what? Do you, I'll let you start first, Will. What do you I'll got? I'm trying to there? find a cool sound clip on YouTube of uh, someone saying stuff, but I found like one from you remember that like uh, what was it Beer Fest movie they did like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Trooper guy. Mm-hmm. That's some pretty good ones, but it didn't pan out. So this is us, and apparently. Uh, 
we got a voicemail pertaining to this a little bit, but I've got the Storm Brew, and Kent, ask me what the Storm Brew is, because I know you're so damn curious all the time. Well, I'm assuming um, it looks like it has a Carolina Hurricanes logo, so is that um, the uh, the old Tuffy uh, competition there? Yeah, it's from R&D Brewing, who, no research, we are a research-free podcast, also the most entertaining and 100% least informative. Agreed, Kent. Yeah. yeah. R&D Brewing, Raleigh and Durham Brewing? No. Yeah, sure. Nobody can them. look that up. No one can look that up. Storm Brew is a pint can, 97 cows, that's short for calories, all, all you uh, health nuts out there, and 2.4 carbs, and it has a crisp, light lager, and it's got their, uh, their hurricane warning flag on there. Give it a taste here to see how it compares to Old Tuffy. God, that was like a serious taste. <laughs> oh, man. If y'all couldn't hear that, Will just sat there and chugged it. Okay. Mm. I love when people do that. Uh, tasty Brew. Storm Brew. Was it good? I would, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd rate it pretty much the level of Old Tuffy. Uh, Old Tuffy's still not the goat, but it is the, the equal of Old Tuffy. But, yeah, very drinkable. 4.2%. Something you can just kind of sit back and sit by the pool and have quite a few. Can you? you know. Hear, if you know what I'm reading. <laughs> so I've got. Uh, <laughs> what do you have? Kid? I've got 21st Amendment Brewery's uh, Tasty IPA. We've we've had a lot of theirs on this podcast. I feel like. Yeah, the, there's a store that I go to that has like a bunch of 21st Amendment. So I always go to it. It's a pretty good beer out You're of a big Valero guy um, gas station. Yeah, out of California. Kim um, stood in the Valero <laughs> so long tonight that they cut the lights off on him. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to just pick the perfect beer, but they didn't really have it. Um, have but it. this tasty IPA is uh, 6.8%, 70 IBUs, which I don't really get into no that. No one knows what that is. Can't look it up. Oh, man, and it's quite tasty. <laughs> is it, the logo is pretty interesting. Yeah, the it's logo a, is kind of interesting. It's a fat guy with his nipples covered well, by it's, leaves. It's not leaves, and it's not just any fat guy. It's Ben Franklin. Oh. Or uh, I think that's who that is, but... Um, ben Franklin, the uh, <laughs> one of the presidents of the United States, because he he's on a hundred dollar bill. Right? He's not a president. <laughs> I know. Um, and those are hops that he's laying in a bed oh, of hops. I, yeah. I can't tell you because you're chugging it so hard over there. Yeah. It comes through like that. We did get a voicemail that um, sets up really nicely in this segment. So why don't we go ahead and roll that thing? Roll the damn clip. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Quentin back here from Swamp Talk. Uh, my thing is, I'm turning 21 and about, I don't know, what's today? I don't fucking know. Uh, so I'm turning 21 March 23rd, and I wanted to know, since you guys are the, like, kings of beer drinking in Raleigh, I don't know, yep. what's the best place in Raleigh to, I don't know, celebrate your 21st birthday? Thanks. That was, uh, shouts to Swamp Talk. Swamp, Swamp Talk. Talk. Swamp Talk. Uh, podcast you guys should check out, because... It's him and his dad just going off in sports and pretty interesting stuff. But um, screw all that. Get to the question. Well, how about the fact that he called us the kings of beer drinkers? I've never been called that before. I don't mind it. I mean, I'd rather be like the king of like curing cancer or something like that. But if we have to, this is our apex in life, Kenneth. We're the kings of professional beer drinking. So yeah. are you good? Yeah, I'm awesome. What do you... um Put that down. One. <laughs> 
Kent's picking up my AirPods case. So, so Quentin's turning 21. Where would you suggest to go? Where would, if, when you turned 21, were you in Raleigh? No. no, I was. It was I was a summer boy, so I was at the beach. A summer boy at the yeah. beach. So, you, any memorable 21st birthday story? No, nah, we just went to Myrtle Beach. Tight. Did you go to uh, Derriere's? I don't. No, we did not do that. Okay. Not for no. Uh, so in Raleigh, I think you're a little disconnected because you're you're kind I'm of up old, north yeah. and he's he's. I would say maybe like first, like I'd probably start my night off at like Jack's or Stool Pigeons. <laughs> right, Stool Pigeons is so tight. Yeah, go to Stool Pigeons. That was uh, that was Ken's bar of choice when yeah. he was in college. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, and then notably not open. Oh uh, well, then I guess maybe like East Village. Yeah, it's also not open. <laughs> Shit, it's funny <Yeah>. story. <laughs> All the bars that I went to when I was in college are no longer there. Yeah, I think uh, Rum, Rum Runners is also gone. Yeah, Rum Runners was. They like, have a piano bar called Duel now. That yeah, Duel would actually probably be a good one for the twenty first. I think you would like, like Duel if you're twenty. You like Duel. I, I kind of go by what your brother likes. Shout yeah. to Jackson, who doesn't listen to the show. Why am I shouting him out? I don't know. But um, yeah, he, he loves Duel. He hits Duel yeah. pretty hard. Um, What's the other one that's new? Like Tin Roof or something? Tin Roof is a great spot. Tin Roof is uh, all live music every single night, unless you go on a Sunday because it's NFL. But Tin Roof's really, really good. Uh, if if you're a single man, you're probably gonna want to head down Glenwood just a little further and hit up Cornerstone, which is the epitome of uh, frat douche bar. But that may be your ticket, buddy. Uh, they've got some fire pits out there. There's like three different bars in the entire place. And yeah, it's actually I, I've gone there like before it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, you know Cornerstone, so Cornerstone. Yeah. But if you want to keep it classy, I mean... There's always the Chili's, too. Yeah, Chili's. They yeah. have, like, a dollar drinks. They rotate yeah. every month. And I think if you hit Applebee's up, they have you know, there's other ones. appetizers. Yeah, there's other ones if you want to get, like, weird and, like, go to the GOAT on Western. There's always a, a fun one. Especially on of, Sundays. The goats <laughs> on a Sunday and Monday actually are, are great choices. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that that's really our summation though. Um, really, man, if, if you want a real answer, just start at the top of Glenwood and, and walk your ass down, and yeah. you'll find some. And have fun, yeah. yeah. But good question, man. We yeah. appreciate you calling. We like non-state questions. So anything else you got that you want to go out of the realm? I mean, we we probably beat the state thing to death, and we've only like had this podcast for a year and a half. So. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's move on with this podcast and um, hit up the catch up segment. Real tomato ketchup, Eddie? Oh, nothing but the best. God, I love that guy, cousin Ed. E. <laughs> um, so, Will, um, I see in the note here that you um, saw Bad Boys Two. Yeah, I did see Bad Boys Two. That was like seven or eight years ago. But I did see. Oh, there's. I thought that was the new one. Was Bad no. Boys Two? Bad Boys for Life uh, is what I saw a couple of days ago. I rolled solo. Do you, know, just, do you know that about me that I just yeah, go solo? I, do. Me, right? I think we've had a conversation about this on the show. On before. the show. Yeah. Oh, here it is back for all the new listeners. You're you zero of you. Uh, yeah, I went solo. Alamo Draft House. Shouts. Best yeah, theater in Raleigh. Best place theater is dope. Yeah. ever been. And uh, highly recommend. It was a loud theater. The Alamo. The point of the theater is that there's no talking or no texting, but it was a very rowdy crowd. And uh, highly recommend it. It's what you want of, out of Bad Boys. It's Martin Lawrence, who looks like he is a Snapchat filter where it makes your face really, really bloated, and Will Smith in great shape, and just making one-liners and lots of explosions and lots of headshots. And is the violence. soundtrack going to be better than Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack? 
nothing will top the Bad Boys <laughs> 2 soundtrack, to be clear. So, no. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's a few modern rap songs that I am too old to know. And uh, a couple classics. But, this is uh, Murphy Lee on the uh, Murphy Lee is uh, on the soundtrack. Notably, not on the soundtrack. It's a great question, but uh, there that's that's one of the the tightest soundtracks ever, though. Uh, it was really good. What's the one? Um, what was the Rockefeller one that, that was really good? That was like Dame Jet, like Dame Dash had the like We're the Champions, and you know what I'm talking about. I can't about. remember the only one that I that really I can American remember. Gangster is your favorite. Well, no, you're talking about the. Uh, you're talking about like, gosh, that, what was the name of that movie? And it was all the guys from Rockefeller. Yeah, and it was a bomb of a movie. Like, yeah, it was but a it was shit movie. Yeah, it was cool though. It but was nothing, a cool. Nothing, thing. Honestly, man, what can really top the Forrest Gump soundtrack? Yeah, I mean, Eight Mile soundtrack was pretty good too. Eight Mile in our high school, or I think we were in college when Eight Mile came out. Yeah, yeah. I think we beat that CD to literal death. Yeah. But all uh, right, let's get yeah, on to. Uh, yeah, I saw Bad Boys. I mean, yeah. you weren't Congratulations. Appreciate um, that. Yeah, let's let's get to some sports, though, I guess. Sports, sports, yeah. sports. Um, so did you see the news that the um, we've hired a firm to do um, some facility upgrade work and start the process for that? Is it like when Carolina upgraded their facilities, but they like knocked out like six thousand seats from their football? No, stadium? it's not like that. It's not it's like, like that. good, good, good. So there's, some, uh, gosh, there was a bunch of. They they named a couple of things. They're going to renovate some of the uh, concourse area at Carter Finley. That could use um, it. Yeah, especially on that one side opposite or uh, opposite of where we sit. It's really trash over there. Very trash. Um, there's going to be some doke upgrades. So, um, what's the guy's name that coaches the team? Elliot Avent? Yeah, Avent yeah. Elliot. So, they won't be able to use that excuse anymore. Because facilities are shit. Yeah, so that, that was big news. Good thing, I guess, Boo's, Boo's making some things happen. Um, you're, we also, noted, you're a noted boo stan. Well, do you want me to tell you is stan a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, stan's what the new the new kids on the block they call it. That's a that's a cool thing. Like if you stand something, you like ride for it. Uh, well, actually, I'm a little bit of the opposite because I think he brought all the injuries to Raleigh, and I blame him wholeheartedly because Debbie never let any of our players get hurt. That is actually on record. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, he has control of that. So yeah, that makes he sense. absolutely does. Um, Thanks, boo. <laughs> did you see the football schedule? Uh, yes. No. Yes, I did. Uh, what do you think? Initial thoughts. I kind of breezed through it really quick, and I wanted to talk about it with you on this podcast, man, because you're my uh, lifeblood, and I, I need to talk about All right. football. So there's some highlights, and uh, a couple of the things that I think are really awesome. Number one, um, we open. On a Thursday night at mm-hmm. Louisville, meaning, Louisville, meaning we a missed the Clemson part of that. So thank right, that was thank the big goodness. rumor is that hey the the Tiger we're going to be at Clemson. Yeah, could you season. imagine playing them after they lost to LSU? Ugh. It would be a uh, American History X curb stomp. It would Ever be seen terrible. It? Yeah. yeah. Um, Edward Norton. The other good part about um, playing that Thursday before um, Labor Day is that it won't mess up my Labor Day plans. Yeah, so pumped about that. You know what? So. You're shitting on Boo so much, but he actually did that for you. So your Labor Day plans are. I'm sure that had more to do with the ACC than than Boo, but we'll see. That was probably a uh, John Swafford deal. Yeah, Is he still the commissioner. Yes. All right. And then we no have, um, <laughs> then we have Mississippi State at home, which is probably. I'm just going to go ahead and say this right here: the best home game that we have, and then the rest of the schedule is shit at home. Um, do they still have Deck Prescott? <laughs> no, you idiot. All right, tight. 
Because you and I took a little trip to see Dak Prescott carve us up like a yeah. Thanksgiving ham. It was terrible. I just hope they don't bring all the cowbells in our stadium. Uh, they will. Um, <laughs> that whole corner of the that the opposite side from where we sit in end zone is going to be blanging. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, I'm with I'm, I'm riding with you right now. We're, we're looking at the same little docu. All right, at Troy. Document. I mean, Troy, dangerous place to play. I've heard that they have a great home atmosphere, but we will rock them. Uh, the Delis at home, the Delaware Blue, Blue Hens. Hens. Yeah. Uh, is that our actual hen? That's their mascot. I don't know that is their picture a, actually looks like a hen. Is there a blue hen? In real life. Go Who cares? I'm that then you got Florida State at home, Duke for the first time in like 20 years. Um, yeah, last time we played, I feel like last time Duke came to town, they they shredded us. It was like uh, they had that they had that quarterback that I don't remember. It's been so long that I can't remember the last time we played Duke. So a blue hen is definitely real. It's a blue strain of an American gamecock. Um, state bird of Delaware as in 1939. It is one of three U.S. state birds and is not a species native. To the United States. Interesting. It, it actually lays brown eggs, too. All right. Then we have at Clemson. <laughs> then we buy, thankfully, after that, so we can recuperate. Right. Um, <laughs> then we got Wake Forest at home on Halloween, so that could be a fun night. That would be a very fun night. Um, is, then, that a, is that Saturday night this year? Well, I mean, based on our schedule, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of noon games. Um, uh, yeah. At, especially at home. Uh, Boston College, the next one at home. Then we go to Syracuse. We get the uh, SEC. Um, that's the Alabama treatment right there. You yeah. Play, or that's a that's a honestly that's a Carolina move. Well, Carolina did it. I mean, everybody does it now. So we have the um, the lower tier team played in the uh, Saturday prior. Eagles? Is that an eagle? Uh, no one can look that who cares? And then we play uh, Carolina on Black Friday. So you're out for that one. I may not be. So, <laughs> no, no, no. The real situation is uh, the Black Fridays now are split shifts, and you can actually – I may be able to make that one. So right. I, I will make it happen because – no, I, I mean, I think it depends on the I don't want to go to Chapel Hill to get carved up. I don't know, man. Samson I'm not really. Ehlers. I mean, we, we everybody <laughs> – Jake Ehlers. I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen a lot of people just like uh, – you know, saying that that game is no contest, but I mean, they literally won six games in the regular season. I'm like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And if we can just figure out how to have, you know, some competent quarterback play, or just you, you forgot run the, the ball. biggest day of the schedule. What's the biggest day of the schedule? It's Saturday, December the fifth, baby, when we win the ACC championship. You're an idiot. That's not going to happen. Oh. Um. I so yeah, I, I mean, I like the schedule. I mean, I think it sets up with. Uh, some winnable games, but I also think that our home schedule is kind of trash. I don't care what our home schedule is. I, I want to be able to win our home games, which I think a rebounding Florida State team, and they will. We need. I'd love to have them at home. Duke's going to rebound. Wake Forest is maybe a quarterback shot. Um, BC is always a thorn in our ass, so – I don't I think it's a terrible thing. I mean, I know we're at Clemson. Well, but that, that's an expected L anyway. But our, our well, I think games, I'm not really worried about. I think the way that our schedule is set up, where it's like Clemson and Carolina are on the same year every year, right. and with the rest of the ACC, Atlantic, uh, Florida State, essentially falling sure. and <laughs> shit in the bed. Um, it kind of it kind of hurts them those off years of um, being really excited about games. Maybe FSU's back, but let's hope not. Look, man, um, any any home games a fun one for me. Who, no matter who we're playing, but yeah, uh, there, there was other, a lot of there was a lot of 
crying on Twitter, as there always is, about literally everything about how we're facing two teams that come off a bye, and there's only one other team that does that, or there's another team that plays three teams off a bye. Like, I'm, stop crying on Twitter about dumb Well, first like of that. all, our offense hasn't proved to be that uh, hard to contain. So, I mean, no. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's really last matter. year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I like the schedule, man. I mean, I, I don't I don't think that it it does us a ton of favors, but I mean, we're not at Mississippi State where we're getting cowbelled the fuck out, and um, that at Louisville game is tricky, man. That that's the one that feels like a basketball game this year when we take that L at Georgia Tech, where we're maybe still feeling out our parts, I mean, and, yeah. and, and and take that one. And I mean, I think the thing that State will have on its advantage going into that is it's literally a complete new staff, and so there's not going to be a lot of tape on. Like how they're gonna like how Beck's gonna run his system at NC State. <clears throat> That's true. You know, yeah. so I mean, maybe you you have a and little. And we'll bit be of a fully healthy, back. unlike we were in basketball against Georgia Tech. Yeah, let's. I don't. And we'll get to that, that here shortly. Um, you would you would want to talk about that's the schedule. We're we're done with that. <clears throat> we're not doing predictions yet. We'll do that way before the season. We're, we'll still be here for you guys year after year. Football transfers you got on this note. Well, tell, I just tell thought, me about some transfers. We'll just we'll just note it because we had a couple hate, you more. You just hate the transfer portal. Just I don't I don't mind it. I mean, I think it's an interesting <sighs> thing. But we did have some big pieces uh, McLeod. depart. McLeod and Gunter really are the two that really stand out, and then Joseph Boatapelli, who was um, like on the two deep, pretty much. I think he may have even started at the beginning of the season um, opposite of James Smith Williams. I mean, it's a it's a tough. A tough peel. I think, um, you know, from what what I've read on some of the boards is a lot of the, um, you know, we're seeing a little bit of defensive linemen uh, leave because of the three down front. And right. There's not as many spots. But right. from all, you know, Jeff, the Gunter dude, he was supposed to be like, I mean, he was the scout team player of the year. Yeah, the scout team all-star. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, that could be a big hurt. Um, like McLeod, yeah, like Frank Thomas. McLeod is one that's like, it's almost mind-boggling. the The guy is a senior captain this year. Um, gets hurt. Gets hurt in the ECU game. Comes mm-hmm. back for the Clemson game. Obviously not ready to play. Not at all. And then they shut him down, thinking that he's going to redshirt that year right. and come back next year. And now he's going to. He chunked um, the deuces, man. Yeah. So that's interesting. But I think those those are going to hurt us a little bit. Um, obviously, um, our defense was not that good either last year. No. Um, uh, we we. Uh, Against the past, little questionable. Yeah, so that that'll that'll be interesting. Hopefully, we can add some depth pieces between now and then um, in the recruiting trail. Man, football's too far away. Can we just talk about what's important at NC State right now? Absolutely, man. I'm all ears. It's the women's basketball team. Oh, there they are, up to number eight in the rankings. And tonight, doubled up Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Now Pittsburgh's not. A good team at all. I can't imagine they would be very good based on the score. So, uh, open the second half on a 22 to nothing run tonight in the third quarter. Uh, ended up winning 88 to 44. Uh, these girls are balling. We already knew. We already knew this. We do have that one conference L to Carolina, but um, but they've responded since that game. Responded that game. We've won four in a row Ooh. since then. Uh, 18-1 overall, 11-0 at home, 5-1 on the road. The one road blemish being at Carolina, as it always is. But um, second place in the ACC, 
uh, Louisville is still undefeated. And as far as games coming up, we've got a few. We got at Clemson, at Virginia Tech is probably the only two that we won't be able to talk about. No, I'm sorry. Rewind. Carolina's coming to town on Sunday. No, really. That's interesting having them come to town on Sunday and Monday. Oh. Huh. I did not. I'm looking at the wrong side of the schedule, but that's going to be a big game. We cannot, cannot lose to them twice in one season. I think we split them last year when, yeah, yeah we did. And uh, so we got Carolina and State at Reynolds on Sunday night at 6. Please get your butts in the seats. I. Pretty sure it's sold out, but our men's game's not sold out, which is funny. And uh, that's, a, that's a fact. Then we're going uh, Yeah, at, I got the email today from the Wolfpack Club. I also got that email. <laughs> I got, I've got like three emails in the past three days. And that's the only game we'll talk about before we record next week. Well, I think we're going to record next week. Hopefully, Tuesday, Thursday. Anyway, then we've got at Clemson, at Duke, at Virginia Tech. So, three straight roadies after that. So, we need to catch, secure this dub against them holes on Sunday night. Yep. I'd love to go to that game when it's sold out. Anyway, shouts to them, man. Yeah. They, so much talent. Yeah, there's a. Who's no- your favorite player on our team? Mine's Ace. Um, Do follow her on Instagram. No, you say that every time. <laughs> uh, I like the center. I don't try to pronounce people's names when I'm. Alyssa really Kune? Yeah. Yeah. That last part. Shouts really to her bad. from Greensboro. Yeah, she's pretty dope. We got a couple of really good freshmen that come in off the bench. There, well, one uh, starts, one comes off the bench. But um, shouts to them, man. We're gonna devote if they get in. To some real primetime number one, number two. We're going to devote Do you think they're going to be the number one team in the country at some point? I think they're going to be the number one or number two team in the ACC, no less. But in the country, State gets no respect. No respect! But uh, I don't think we'll ever drop. I don't think we'll ever get higher than like five. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The only other piece before we really dive into the men's team is is men's related – um, but did you see the 2020 Empire Classic? Uh see it. I sent it to you, kids. Did you send it to me? I mean, I put it in the notes. So, yeah, I oh. sent it to you. Uh, so, signed up for next November, this coming November in 2020, <clears throat> the Empire Classic. I'm guessing it's in New York, but I can't even look that up. Um, <laughs> some Kind of some big names in that yeah, tournament. Which pretty good. I think Keats has group. realized yeah. what he did wrong last year. Uh, got Baylor... Villanova and Michigan in that tourney. So, uh, guaranteed to win a game that we shouldn't and lose a game that we should. No, nah, we'll probably win that thing. <coughs> I'm not worried about either or any of those three teams. I mean, let's get into this men's basketball. Such an idiot, dude. Hey, guess what? Good news. Since we last recorded, what's our record, Kenny? Four and one. Four and one. That means we won four out of five. Yeah, we had a real stinker up in Virginia Tech, but oh, outside that was of a that, real stinker. Uh, we've been uh, pretty, pretty, pretty okay. Good. Uh, I think we played pretty good against Miami and pretty good against Clemson, and I mean we beat UVA on the road, so I mean that's great. Um, and then the Clemson and UVA games were both kind of ugly. So it's like games that, like, I don't know that we win those in past years, especially the UVA game. I don't either. This is the part where I get serious because we're talking about something I'm interested in. But no, this is this is uh, this. These are games that we wouldn't have won. I Man, I, I know. Look, Virginia's down. Everybody can attest to that. That they're possibly not even going to the tournament. I mean, worst case scenario, but. 
maybe the NIT. But they can still play defense as we saw in the second half. 100%. I mean, nobody likes those 10 minute scoring droughts. But to win at UVA, Kevin Keats' first win against a Virginia school, Kenneth, period. Yeah. It's yeah. a big deal on the road. Yeah, so We've had our chances. We scored 24 points against Virginia Tech. Everyone remembers this, and I still get talked about this <laughs> when any fan that's not sitting uh, talks to me. It's just crazy to think, man. I've ne- I don't know that I've ever watched a team go on a 10-and-a-half-minute scoring drought, not be able to hit front ends of free throws. I mean, I think they ended up missing like 8 to 10 free throws for the game. Um I've never seen a team do that. And their best player fell out with six and a half minutes to go. Yeah. And everyone, you still win the game. And it's just like yeah, mind-boggling. And I think uh, we'll kind of get into the, the three-point shooting here in just a minute. But I think the our ice coldness from the three the three-point line, I, I don't know if, if they pushed that damn free-throw line or the three-point line <laughs> second time. Three-point line back here this year that we're not practicing with those links. Yeah. But good God, we cannot hit a three. Um, but, yeah, a, a well, lot shit. of open, did they move the, looks. Did they move the free-throw line back as well? Yeah, they, they, they also moved the free-throw line back. That was actually not reported, but they moved that back. That's why we can't hit free-throw. Yeah. Uh, shouts to Markel for – being a great player, otherwise, and then he goes to the free throw line. So, well, yeah, um, one at, at We Hungry We Eat sent sent us a note that's like uh, Manny Bates has a higher free throw percentage than Markel Johnson. <laughs> that's not ideal. It's not, especially when we're running plays at the end of the game to get him the ball. Yeah, <laughs> he's missing the front end. Yeah, so no, Markel is, is gonna cut to the rim. Like he he is a rim attacker and he's going to get fouled. Yeah. It's crazy and too because he's depend on him. Yeah, he shot 76% from the free throw line last year and now he's shooting 57. Like what happened? The numbers literally reversed. <laughs> they did. <Yeah. laughs> I just don't understand. I don't understand what happened. Um but overall, I mean, you know, I mean, we were kind of plan- planning on getting a little of this a little bit later, but Markel's shot both from from free throw and his three point shooting has not been um, at the same level it was last year. Have you noticed like, and maybe I'm just being crazy, but have you noticed You're how so crazy? Yeah, have you? Yeah, I am. Um, do you notice how uh, <laughs> his head is cocked to the side while he shoots? He kind of does that. Like I've got this little head thing that I go with. I go. He's like from time to time. Yeah, I do that. Like in life, I think it's way more than it was last year. I was watching some random highlights and like I was like, his head's not tilted. Maybe that's what he needs to do is just straighten his head. Oh, you saw when he was shooting straight up? and Like, he was shooting – like, I'm talking about last year when he was shooting a yeah. higher percentage. His head's not, like, all the way, like, ear to shoulder. Yeah, top. it's like he's got – like, he's trying to, like, get up on his shoulder for somebody. Like, he's trying to get, like, a – like, his AirPod is, like, kind of falling out. And he's trying <laughs> to push it – he's trying to push it back in. Oh, dear, you're an idiot. But he – uh no, no, I, I can't – I've 100% noticed – those yeah, emotions. I just don't understand. There's a, there's a lot of weird stuff. How going do you on ad- how do you adapt to that in your senior year? Is what's weird. And, yeah. and, and how do you adapt to a, a free throw stroke that just reverses numbers from seventy five? It's just 70. it's just odd, man. And hopefully, like that, you know. Obviously, we hope that maybe it's just like a shooting drought, and then it makes up for itself. And and you know, he goes on a stretch where he you know hits eighteen of twenty free throws and gets kind of back to where it when should be. Um. But yeah, that's interesting. So you got you got that uh, weird thing, and then you got the just the three point shooting in in general has been awful. 
Yeah, so I did a little research on that today because I um, sometimes I'm not available to watch some of these games, and I'm, and I'm kind of watching them on the DVR, and I'm, I'm just amazed at the amount of threes that we were missing. So uh, I went back. This is some research that we normally don't do, but you guys come to us for the hard facts and the soft facts, you know what I'm saying? But uh, the so stupid. the last five games, we are 34 of 118 on threes. You can't the math there? Do you know that percentage? Uh, it's like let's 30 percent. 28. That's 84 missed threes in the last five games. Well, you know, I did my research too. Oh, week. so we both I, broke the cardinal rule of this podcast. We did. So, I also went back to the last five games. 84 missed threes. Braxton, Beverly, and Pat Andre 3000. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Braxton and Pat Andre, do we still call them 3000? Yeah, our best two shooters. We can't wait to have them shoot threes. Nine for 40 in the last five games. Which, (laughs) do the math on that. Not ideal. I can't even do a percent. 22%. 22%. That, I can do this math. They've missed 31 of the 43s of their shot. Yeah. I mean, and I – like, that's just that's just not ideal. You really, you literally have these guys in the game to, to shoot, shoot. Yes. From beyond the arc. Yes. It's very – That's it's another very word for three point. So, the other thing is like, you know, even – so, you got those pieces in there. And then can I, can I just give you a quiz on who are um, – who our leader is in threes per game, th- made threes per game in ACC play. Can I, are we doing made threes per game in ACC play, or just three made, point percentage? Just made threes because that's more that's more important. Made threes per game in ACC play. CJ, you would think maybe that would be another option, but no. It's not DJ, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay, you rolled your eyes for a quick second there. Um, Devin Daniels, nope. Exactly. It's Jericho freaking Helms. Oh my god. It's not it's not Braxton Beverly. It's not Pat Three Stacks <laughs> Andre three thousand. It's not Markel Johnson even. I would have guessed Markel. It's Jericho Helms. The the three that he hit at which saved the game for us. That against Jericho. Chalice is Jericho. Uh, the one that he hit against Virginia had the announcers. I think was that a Jay Billis game? Oh my god! Jay I Billis, oh, Jay Billis, literal shit on him for the ball having no spin at all. It just sat in the air like a wounded duck and just went in by some godly creation. I have no idea yeah. how. Can I tell you this though? We we said all this right, right? You said a lot. Yeah, we said all the things that this team is doing wrong, right? But you know what? They're five and three. They're two games out of first, fourth sitting in, the, in fourth in the conference. Fourth in the ACC. Four? Fourth. fourth. Yeah. Oh. And we're not even – I don't think we've even scratched the surface of how well this team could play if, if. we can get healthy, number one. Uh-huh. Stop getting concussions. Yeah, stop Stop doing that. We had a voicemail about that. Cut it. Go ahead. Um, and if we can start hitting threes and Markel gets out of his little funk that he's in – did you realize, like, if we could get all those things, even like, if if Braxton just comes back and hits shots like he did last year, or Pat Andre three thousand comes back in and 
when he gets off of his ankle injury and, you know, he makes two out of six threes a game. We'll take those two. Yes. That's 33% if you're yes. doing actual math. It'll be fine with me. Someone's going to call me out on Twitter for not getting that math right. I'm pretty sure it's 33.33 repeated percent. Yeah, uh, that early season, Pat Andre, when he's not going up against ACC competition, looked a lot Yeah, better. but he didn't – I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily that. I mean, he's having wide-open shots that he's missing. I think he's just got to get – I think everybody is. I one, think we're getting yeah. clean. I, I think the looks that we've had have, have all been clean. Not all been clean, but a yeah. majority – all the, most all the Virginia looks were clean, and I'm a, I'm a recency biased guy. So well, I mean they hit that, they, they hit the shots in the second half, and they were like they didn't hit them in the first half, but they were well, like they five did nine in the second drop. half. But yeah, just just I don't know. We're we're the Keats mechanism of employing your shooters, or if, if we're playing the press D, creating turnovers, and we want to shoot a, a fair above average amount of threes. It's not working. It's working in the W combo. It's not working. It could really come back to haunt us in games like the game that we lost against Virginia Tech because in that game alone, we missed, I believe, either 18 or 19 threes. Yeah, but I would also argue that we're not going to – like Braxton Beverly, Pat Andre, Markel Johnson even, they're too good of shooters to keep this up. I mean, like, that's what I tell myself at night when I go to sleep because that's what I talk. <laughs> that's what I tell myself every night when I go to sleep. Oh, all right, I'm going to head to bed. Braxton, you're good enough to. Make I think you've also though seen, a, <laughs> like, we say that. So in these five games, we've also finally seen that you know the one the one knock that I had on Keats early in this year is that he literally had his best or second best player on the bench coming yeah. off the bench. So and if not there was a drum that was the size of the earth, Kent would find a drumstick that would beat that drum so hard, and he would be yelling at the earth. D- start DJ and I get that I was beating that drum with him we were a we were a freaking combo beating that drum I mean he's literally one of the I, I'm I mean he's literally one of the 10 best players in the conference I and mean, he's coming off the bench playing 20 minutes a night yeah and we finally have got him playing 30 minutes a game right unless you get into a dumb situation like UVA where he's getting freaking throat chopped by Jay bitch ass Huff <laughs> and Jay Huff not even dunking on him, but like he kind of pushed off and DJ kind of fell back. It's like, all right, you got this. And he throws down this sick one handed jam. Yeah, he should have gotten the T right just, there. He stares directly him in the eyes and yells at him. So, Jay Huff, you are officially my least favorite player in the ACC right now. Um, so, we, is- we chronicled some of the fouls on Twitter. And look, it's easy to cry about fouls, especially when you win. Can I but ask you a let me let me interrupt the you're podcast? Way too close to the mic right now. Go ahead though. I can do see you the hate, levels are stupid. Who do you hate worse right now? Jay Huff or Steve Blake? Uh Steve Blake. Jay Huff or Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm just I, making sure that the I world mean, I've only was seen still, one sample size, so I can't just want to make sure the world's still in I mean, order. He did here. give the throat chop, but he didn't give the nut chop like yeah. Chris Paul did. And, and Steve Blake Steve, was trash too. Steve Blake, oh god, oh. I think Steve Steve Blake might rank higher. Oh, uh, military will do that to you. Um, We're watching yeah. Full Metal Jacket at the same time, and Gomer Pyle uh, just put a rifle in his throat. Yeah, let's move back on to um, the athletics. Uh, so yeah, me. that was me after the football season. <laughs> Gosh, you're terrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, what do you? 
I, the other thing I guess that, that's of note is C.J. Bryce came back, and uh, he's pretty important to our basketball team. Yeah, um, this is a take that you've never read, you've never heard, but C.J. Bryce is good, yeah. and we missed him when he was concussed. Shouts to Manny Pace <laughs> for concussing him unintentionally. Manny, we love you. But um, also not listening. But um, <laughs> I, He reminds me, he's that guy that, I would throw it on a – I don't think he's going to be a, a, an NBL pro, but these guys – I don't know, man. He reminds me a lot of C.J. Williams. No. I'd put him more in the sense of a creature and shot guy that – that of a T.J. Warren, which he's not T.J. Warren level, and a Trevor Lacey. Trevor Lacey was the type, if you give him the ball one-on-one and you needed a shot, he's going to hit a 14-footer that just breaks your ankles and ends your night. And I think he can do that. And he did that. He did that against Virginia. He had one yeah, shot, and he's yeah. had that. Pl- he's had plenty of those shots. He is the king of the mid-range jumper, and no one is doing a mid-range jumper anymore. Kids, NBA, it's we're shooting threes or we're dunking. There is no art of the mid-range. And CJ Bryce is still that old school mentality where he sees that little section in between that that he knows he can kind of double jab you and pop back on you, and he hits it. A good percentage of the time, and I yeah. love him for that. I think he's his form from what I always expect him to be. When I when I I've said this in the podcast before, but when he, I I was one of the most excited about him coming here from UNCW because I, I thought he was I mean he was all they won the their, conf- conference. their conference player yeah yeah, yeah. I, but anyway no colonial maybe yeah sure and um, was just a pure scorer and he brings that where I don't think we have anybody else that can do that yeah. Well, I mean, I think Markel can when he's when he's a a plus Markel. He can, but it, that a plus Markel shows up for twenty percent of the game. Yeah. You know, I think CJ works hard enough where you don't see outages in his electricity. If that makes sense, like I think he pretty much works hard most of the well, time. I on, also on think defense, like, I could I could see him slacking a little bit. Ah, no, nah, his defense is actually one of the stronger parts of his no, game. No, no, he's a great defender, but I've I've seen him fall off a little bit on that side of the, the equation. I think you're uh, being unfair to Markel here too, because Markel. I love Markel. Markel is literally. Yeah, I know. No but one has ever called. You're him saying that. he's not. He's kind of not. I mean, he doesn't go into like LeBron playoff mode until he has to because he's a facilitator first. No, I no, and that shot he hit, he had a couple good shots that. Were I mean, he had needed. a huge three versus UVA. And huge. Yeah, and had in a, somebody's eyes, and a couple big shots at yeah. Clemson game as well. But no, I love Markel. I'm just saying that if you're saying pure one on one, who's going to get me a bucket? I'd oh, yeah. probably roll with CJ. I would. I would. If and he, we needed that. And yeah. we saw how much that was missed. Oh yeah. When he was gone. Absolutely. CJ Bryce is um, probably the MVP of the team. He's not going to be like your all. He may end up sneaking into like a third team or something. Right. And he's not. He's not your star. I mean, I think DJ and and Markel are are going to be your stars because. Um, Hopefully DJ stays in the starting lineup here and averages 18 points a game through the rest of the season. Um, but I think he can um, stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, stay out of foul trouble and don't um, don't jerk on somebody's thumb. I guess. Yeah, that's that's never fun. Kent was doing that to me earlier, and I was like, "Quit jerking on my thumb, bro." <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah, should we get to some basketball uh, voicemails? We got hella voicemails. Can he hang on? Hey guys, quick question. Is Kevin Keats a good coach or nah? 
That was noted caller and contributor to the podcast, BC. I don't, Brandon, I don't know why you need to shout out your your own name this this episode, but that was BC. Uh, and didn't say uh, is Kevin Keats a winner, so which is understandable. Just not so much a winner. Is he a good coach, Kim? I would actually say yes. I'd agree uh, with that. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think there are mistakes he makes from time to time in letting people stay in too long, as in a Braxton Beverly situation. But I think he's learned from that because now Braxton's come off. Well, Braxton's not hitting shots. If Braxton's hitting shots, well, last year it didn't matter if Braxton was hitting shots. His ass stayed in. He's got yeah. So I think he's learned from that, which is a big stepping stone because this lineup can get very shallow, as we've seen, especially with injuries. And for that lineup to be shallow and Braxton still coming off the bench, I, I commend him for that. Okay. I mean, I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think that's he's, why also, he's a good coach because he benched well, Braxton. I love Braxton. But. I think the other thing that you can – I mean, there's there's a lot of different things you can point to. Number one, uh, like a, the two-year stretch of, of ACC wins is pretty pretty yeah, good. Agree. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Um, the uh, the other piece, like even just from a mid year adjustment here, with you know we kind of already mentioned starting DJ, yeah. but also making him, uh, a, I mean they're they're running sets for DJ Funderburk to get the ball in the paint, and they that's, do, and, and <laughs> that's I'll, not what Keats does. No, he definitely doesn't. And I'll interject here too is that, and I was actually texting you, BC the caller, um, about in the first five to seven minutes of that UVA game, there's three different possessions where. So the UVA defender, there, the big guy comes out and like comes out and kind of runs like a quick fake screen out almost to the top of the key, and then he'll push back with the post our post guy DJ. There's three separate times that he, the UVA, I guess it was Huff or the Shuffle or whatever. Yeah, that or that dude was. would pop out, but DJ would spin move on him and just go back to the paint. He had his arm up three separate times. I'm talking about for an easy, just a quick. Dish and layup, dish and dunk wasn't done. It was two. It was Devin Daniels didn't see him. He looked at him, but just didn't go to him. I think Markel was twice. They finally hit him a couple times later in the game before he got freaking ditched out of the game. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's got opportunities. I mean, to, to run sets through him, I mean, he's he's gonna be open. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that that I don't know that we fully have gotten to witness either is like. Keats is supposed to be a, a defensive-minded coach, and and mind you, like this, the, at least like the last you know four or five games, and the half-court defense has been actually really, really, really strong ever yeah, since we stopped giving up open three-pointers um, throughout the game. Um, but we're not really forcing those turnovers like we were in years past. A lot of that probably has to do with a little bit of personnel and injuries. We did, and all we did against UVA against again recency yeah. bias. I mean, they they do not turn the ball over, and we did. I mean, yeah. we. Uh, I don't, we wouldn't have won that game without. Yeah, we're still only forcing like ten turnovers as opposed to you want to see Which that is number. Not a that, team. Yeah, you want to see that. You want to see that in the fifteen to twenty range, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and and some of the roster management's on him. Sure. Um, but I mean, I, at at the end of the day, I think he's got the the program moving in the right direction. He's loaded um, recruiting class coming in. Loaded. Which we dealt with with Godfrey and Sydney Lowe. We have loaded recruiting classes, but. What can he do with him? And I think I have more confidence in him doing bigger things with recruiting classes than I than I do any of the previous coaches. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, actually. I'm still. Just couldn't recruit. I'm still pretty happy with Keats right now, and I actually predict that that'll be uh, that'll be my take in about two or three years as well. Cool. Yeah, as long as he's still in Raleigh. 
Uh, we got one more um, before we get into the next up, right? Yeah. Hang on one sec. I got to run to the archives. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Dark Mode. This year's team is neither attainable nor enjoyable. Don't you think it? What teams since the holidays left were your favorite and least favorite? My least favorite was the 12-13 CJ Leslie Temple Lost year. That team started the early season ranked sixth in the nation, and we had an eight seed in the one done in the tournament. The most enjoyable team was the Sweet 16, 14, 15 year. Now. All right, so that was very hard to understand. <laughs> uh, at We Hungry Eat, Andrew, uh, you, you got to clean up some of that audio, like that, that voice, that voice changer. It's so Makes good, it, though. Man. It's, it's so, so good. We, we love you calling. I just, uh, sometimes it's very tough to decipher what you're saying. And, uh, but his question was, if you couldn't understand it, which is understandable, uh, <laughs> is he's basically stating that we were talking on Twitter back and forth a little bit, is that this is not very, uh, it's not really a hateable team. It's not really a likable team. Like, you don't see any of your It's just not very exciting. It's not very exciting. There, There's no one that just stands out. I mean, you thought Markel was going to be the guy that you can just root for. He's going to be the all-star. DJ's starting to be that guy in CJ as well. But um, it's not, it doesn't seem like to be a very memorable team unless they make a run in the ACC in the tournament. And then I'm guessing we'll have very different opinions. But, He's basically said his least favorite team since Hides was the year that, and he says that we were pre-ranked six. I thought it was fourth. <laughs> There's no way to research this at all. The internet doesn't exist. But I'm pre- I thought we were fourth. Six sounds more realistic. That when we had the whole squad coming back with C.J. Leslie, um, his senior year, Kent. I don't remember. Hey, it would have been his junior year. It would have been his junior year. That's right. And. Um, all the preseason hype end up finished as a, I think he says on the voicemail, an eight seed or a nine seed. Yeah. We played Temple. I remember watching that game at Backyard Bistro. Isn't that the one on Hillsborough Street? No, that's Playmakers. It's not Playmakers anymore. Uh, Backyard Bistro. Brickhouse. No. Brickhouse. I watched that at Brickhouse, and it was a bad luck game. I'll never watch a game there again because that was, it was like a 12-30 game, too, that they put us at. and We got skunked by them. Um, and then his favorite team was the team that went to the Sweet 16 that ended up losing to Louisville, which was a freaking heartbreaker in that tournament uh, about f- five years ago. So, Kent, you got any answers? Yeah, I think there was one year, and I want to say it was the 2007-2008 Wolfpack team. Uh-huh. Um, with uh, Gavin Grant as a senior, J.J. <laughs> Hicks in there, Courtney Fells, Brandon yes. Costner, Ben McCauley, uh-huh. Dennis Horner, uh-huh. Tracy Smith. Uh, and I want to say that Gavin Grant may have predicted that they wouldn't lose more than five games at the beginning of the season. Gavin Grant from J- – oh, no, not Jamaica Queens. He was from the Bronx. But, yes, Gavin Grant um, – <laughs> Yeah, I want to say he predicted yeah, a five-loss season, and we were four and twelve in the ACC, twelfth in the ACC, fifteen and sixteen overall. Shouts to Gavin Graham. I, I actually liked him in basketball. I did too, but that was not a very good season. That uh, <laughs> I it's it's tough for me because if you go back, I mean post post highs, there's. There were some good squads that I feel like should have won a lot more than they did. Um, there was like 
there was a 2005, 2006 that actually was post highs. That was, you know, you had Cedric Simmons on a sophomore year when he was supposed to break out, and he actually went to the draft after that year <laughs> and flamed out in the NBA like so yeah. many our, our NBA players do. You had uh, Ben McCauley as a freshman, Andrew Brackman as a sophomore. You had your those were supposed to be your two bigs that were cleaning up. Um, Tony Bethel as a senior. At Soares a junior, Cam Bennerman shouts his his senior year with Gavin Grant and Courtney Fells and Eptimov. Like that was a fun team, but that yeah. was also like uh, a team that I was still in college for. So I went to pretty much all those games. So it's just like it's so a that team. was one of the disappointing. Was this your disappointing or your? One I don't know. I, it was just a fun team to root for. Like I, oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. The question I don't even remember. What so I was, took but. the I took the least favorite. You probably took the favorite there. I just thought that was the most fun to root for. It's just because I was in yeah. school though. Like when yeah. I was in school and it, you're going to all the games, like it, it's it's stupid fun. But yeah, good, 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 good dark mode. Andrew, we appreciate it, man. All right, so I guess next up, we got two games coming up this weekend. Well, I guess not really this weekend. One Saturday, one Monday. Let's call it, let's call it a weekend. Yeah. And it's... Um... Man, that gets me in the mood. It really is, <laughs> it is something else right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got Georgia Tech uh, on Saturday. Georgia Tech Saturday uh, at Georgia Tech. They famously defeated us in week one. Without Sands DJ. Sans Sands DJ. Correct. And we still should have won that game. Kent, Sands means without. I got it. Gotcha. So Georgia Tech comes in two and nine Mm -hmm. versus quadrant one and two teams. Guess who one of those wins they're against? Um, It's his name? Yes, their lone quad one win. Isn't that something else? Two and nine and they beat us. Um, so that's not good. Um, Georgia Tech is also here's a bit of a uh, tidbit of information. There's now two schools in the conference that Kevin Keats has not beat after he won the game against after Virginia. Virginia. So he hasn't beat Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech. Okay. Well, Josh Pastner is the ACC Coach of the Year three years ago. Yeah. So I get that. Well, um, this <laughs> I. So, did you see the the update on Bates and um, Andre? Yeah, yeah. So Saturday. Uh, Keats came out and said that you know Bates concussed yet another person on our team. Markel Johnson is concussed, so that's a you're big an idiot. Deal. No, he did no, not. <laughs> Mark, I was um, like, where's he going with this? Manny Bates is out of the concussion protocol, which I didn't know was a thing in basketball, but it apparently it translates to basketball as well. He's out of the protocol, which I still don't know what that is. Kent, what is the protocol? Like you, you're not seeing spots. I don't know how that works, man. And I'm then, not a doctor. Uh, Pat Andre, we don't know if he's still Andre three thousand. Is uh, <laughs> looks like his ankle's a little better. So both are questionable game time decisions, GTDs as they call them, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I I think Kenny, we need Bates to play. I agree, hundred percent. They are a uh, they're a large team. Yeah, and they have a uh, their big is good. They're, they're um, yeah, they're, and we've seen that one big is good. Yeah, and the others are. Above average. Yeah, but that one guy that's good, I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, but he crushed us last year, and he's crushed us in the first game of the season. And we need to have that body um, defensively, number one. But we also don't need to get in a situation where um, you know, we're forced to play. James Banks. James Banks, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Lloyd Banks is yeah. what his friends call him. We want to we make sure that either him or 
uh, DJ is playing defense on him. And no, nothing on Danny Dixon. I thought he played really well against UVA, but he's – I mean, we don't want Danny Dixon playing, you know, 20 minutes a game. And no. so we need Bates back and um, we need him to uh, to be the force defensively. Like, he, I mean, he played really well in that first game of the season versus Georgia Tech with, with Thunderbird out. So. Yeah, he did. Um, Georgia Tech, 94th in net. We were talking about net a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, Alvarado – DeVoe and Banks. It's a, that's the only three, in my opinion, that you need to worry about. Uh, Banks is a GD force inside. <laughs> he and, is something uh, else. Man. That, He's that, good. That's got to be paid attention to. Yeah. But here's the thing, man. No DJ the first time. I understand it's on the road, and Georgia Tech is such a hellish environment to play basketball in. Some, yeah. have, some have compared it to Duke, Cameron Indoor. Uh, Jerk-off symbol that can't just be. But um, <laughs> the, uh, they honestly – all right, so I know we're going to talk about Carolina. Which win is more important for you? Don't throw out the rivalry. Do you want? Let's just say you can only win in one of the two. You got a gun to your head. You win Saturday at Georgia Tech or home against Carolina. Don't throw out the rivalry, please. I mean, if we're talking NCAA tournament, we've got to win at Georgia Tech. We're always talking NCAA tournament because Carolina right now is a Q three win at home, and Georgia Tech's a Q two on, on the road. road. I think this game is more important than the Carolina game. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be. Yeah. And I, I think, think this team, if I really – if Bates isn't there, I'm concerned. Um, their crowd and their atmosphere is trash. I'm well, I'm concerned that. if Bates and, and um, if Bates and Andre are not there just from a depth standpoint too. Yeah. I mean, I mean we saw that in the UVA game, but we went up against one of the worst offensive teams in the entire NCAA. <laughs> so that, that's not the problem at all. But yeah, I mean, this team can score. Yeah. It's not UVA. They actually can put the ball in the basket. So yeah. uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a concern. And I think State will ultimately be favored to win by. They're probably going to be like a, I don't know three or four point favorite at Georgia Tech. What are your thoughts on that? No. I'm just trying to actually look it up. Uh, they don't put the they don't put the basketball lines out until the day before. So you're tight. not gonna be able to see it. Oh, tight. <laughs> this is how much. This is guys. If you need gambling advice, come to this podcast because yeah. we know about that stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I would assume because I know everything. Uh, I'd say four point favorite. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Someone in that range. Yeah, but catch catch that W and let's move the hell on. Yeah, Do we, we had game a- on Monday. I think? Yeah, we got another. It's at home at the PNC Arena. Yeah, I think we actually had a voicemail about this one. About the Carolina game? Yeah. Nothing makes me happier than seeing that little baby back bitch Cole (laughs) Anthony sit on the sidelines in his pathetic ass suits and watch his pitiful tar holes continue to go out there and get their shit pushed in. Uh, I really hope Roy Williams goes into cardiac arrest Damn. at some point this season. I don't, I don't and think, I think it might I don't, happen. I don't that. Uh, possibly whenever Miami blows their doors off this weekend or whenever Coach Keats establishes himself as daddy uh, Monday night. A uh, uh, couple of things. That was Kent's phone going off because he likes to play on his phone while recording these voicemails. Uh, number one thing. On this podcast, I do. I wish for no one to go under cardiac arrest because of a basketball mm. game or life in general. 
Uh, we want people to live and breathe and exist. Uh, that was Austin, by the way. Somehow I clipped his intro, but he did say, what's up, Fire Nice? Uh, he didn't know the date that it was. <laughs> and uh, he did send us a much longer voicemail, as he always Austin, my advice for you, bud, we love you. Keep your voicemails a little more tactical, a little more tight. But um, I've never, hauled, never, called, never heard someone called a, uh, was it a bitch, ba- a baby back bitch? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> What's a baby back bitch? Oh, uh, in his pathetic funny. suits. He is in college. What <laughs> suits do you want? To... I'm kidding. You sound, it sounds like I'm defending Cole. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was no, about to call I'm you not, out. For your, not, uh, I haven't even seen his Carolina fits. His fits, are, his fits are probably trash. I agree with you, Austin. But yeah, um, yeah I don't want anyone dying from a, or going into any kind of heart attack situation. But yeah, but we are we're we're coming up on Carolina. we're coming up against it. We got to, we, we talked about it earlier. Women's is Sunday night. Uh, we're Monday night, so we, we he, need a little a little sweepy action here. Yeah, we we had to cut it out, but Austin also asked a good question. So let me ask you What's this that? before we get into the full on UNC prediction. Sure. Is, um, he asked, uh, "Would you rather beat Carolina in football every year, uh huh, and win one out of ten basketball games? Okay, or would you rather lose to Carolina in football every year and then sweep them in basketball every year? Here's the uh, number of fucks I give about beating Carolina in football if you're going to compare it to the basketball wins. I'm holding that I would number. 100% agree. I'm holding up that number. What's 100%, that number? 100%. Zero fucks. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care about football between Carolina. Matt Graham can beat our ass for the next 15 years. He'll actually be in cardiac arrest before that happens. Like, shouts him out. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I want to sweep in basketball every single year. I don't but, care if they're in the season 8 and 20. I don't care if they end the season 32 and 4 or whatever. How many college basketballs are? That math doesn't add up. But, uh, yeah, 100% sweep in basketball. I don't care I about being in football. I mean, if we're comparing them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair question. But at it the is. same time, I think that if you use a little bit of like logic, um, number one, um, as long as um, you know Dabo is in Clemson, we're not playing for anything by beating Carolina. No, one. not at all. So at best, we're a nine and three football team sure. that's going to the Gator Bowl. Yeah, regardless of what happens against UNC. Agree. Um, Gator Bowl be tight. If we're sweeping UNC in basketball every year, we're literally a top five team in the country. Yeah, I mean, we're we're two guaranteed Q one wins. Yes, exactly. Not this year. Yeah, I mean, and but I mean, let's be real. North Carolina's not going to do this year in and year out. No, they're they'll be back. Guess how many McDonald's Americans, all Americans, they have compared to us next year? Four. He held up the four. That's a four. Yeah. Uh, four to zero. Some would argue that we could have placed one in there this year. Yeah. That Everybody thinks that he was a pretty big snub. Yeah. yeah. Um. This is not going to last forever. Um, and it's great to enjoy, and it's great to talk shit. And, you know, you would think this podcast is just going to go on a long 20-minute rant about fuck Carolina. I'm so glad that they are going through all this. I mean, yeah, great. They've done it. They've done it before. But this is a misnomer, and I have 100% worries about Monday night. So, yeah. Because Roy owns us. You really are worried about Monday night? I am. Do you think that Cole Anthony comes back from I think injury? Cole Anthony comes back. I think he'll be rusty, but I think he can drop at least 20 on us. Interesting. I'm not saying 35. I'm not saying a career-high game, but I think this is the game he comes back for. 
And I think we pull it out, but I don't think it's a blowout as... I don't think it's going to be a blowout either, actually. No, but I've I seen think a lot won't. of things on Twitter that think that we're going to house them by 20, and that's not going to happen. No, I think we probably do that to Georgia Tech. And then, I would hope so. If yeah. we do, I'd be a lot more comfortable about the rest of the season. Um, I, I think we'll we'll pants Georgia Tech, but I do not. I, I think Carolina's going to be a tough game. Yeah, yeah. Things being nailed by And it. I think they played pretty pretty doggone good last night against Virginia Tech, and they probably should have won that game. Yeah, they should have won that game. Um, I watched the last part of the second half of both overtimes, and they shit the bed. Yeah. But you know, and as much as everybody wants to talk about, um, you know, North Carolina not having any talent, they still got more five stars than we do. One hundred percent. Even if even if a man doesn't play, they still got one more than we do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that uh, they're pretty. It, it's going to be a tough game. Roy hates us. Absolutely despises us. You know what's going to happen? It's really going to piss me off. They're gonna. He's going to pass Dean. Yes, against PNC. us. PNC. Yeah. It's good after happen. they lose to Miami. I, got, I, I just. I, I'd be a little bit more confident. I would be shocked. I would be. Sh- I will be shocked if it doesn't come down to the last two minutes. Can yeah. we just say that? It's going to come down to the last two minutes. Anyone who says that they suck so hard that we're just going to dominate them at home, they're wrong. Yeah, I don't think and they're that bad. If my take is that bad, I'll call myself out on that next week. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think they're as bad as a record as uh, is, especially if Cole Anthony comes back. Um, I'm hoping that uh, – I would love though nothing more that they lose to Miami and and we go in and Dean's looking for, or Roy's looking for the the win to pass Dean and we. When do they play Miami? They play Miami on Saturday. Oh, so we're both doing a Saturday Monday turnaround. Okay, yeah, it yeah. makes you feel a little bit more fair. Yeah. Um, but is it at Miami or? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't look that up. Yeah, I know that. I, I want to say I'm I'm 100 sure it's Saturday, but I don't know where. Tight. Um. So do you ultimately think state wins? I do. Yeah. I think it's a thing where we take the L at Carolina, though. But, I mean, that's fine. We can split the series with them even out. I I actually thought it was going to be opposite. That we take the L at home and win at Carolina. Yeah. Originally, but now I think with – I mean, it'll be – The game's not sold out for some damn reason. I don't understand that at all. Because, I mean, when we're shitty, the game's sold out. Yeah. Every – so, yeah, the past – not the past few years. But But the past 20. um, Yeah, 2020 2000 to 2000, yeah. Well, let's let's be real. 1989 until now. True. For the last also, 30 also, years. Also that. It's let's, let's still been. Years. Let's go 30 years. Oh, it's sold out. But, yeah, why me and Kent – or Kent and I, sorry, are still getting t- still getting ticket emails saying there's 1,600 seats left or some shit? It's ridiculous. It should not be any probably the student's receiving. fault. Let's just blame it on the students not filling their allotment. I mean, it typically is. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but whatever. We're not doing score predictions because those are trash. But State will be favored in the game, obviously. Oh, yeah. I'd, but I'd say a minimum four to four and a half. Yeah, I'd probably take the points with. Uh, I would actually yep. give points if I'm if I'm gambling. I would say that Same. whatever the line is that we don't cover. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But uh, did you? Last thing I'll talk about is the Carolina game, and we will record next week because Kent's not skipping on me next week. We'll record Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of next week to talk about this game. And sure. The, and yeah, yeah. Game. Mm-hmm. Um, Check. Did you see the uh, Daily Tar Hill today? No, I missed it. So everyone knows about this, that the state fan, that um, the technician, the student newspaper, puts out the Daily Tar Hill a couple of days before we play, play Carolina. Uh, the, the front page – was uh, the season of giving. And the season of giving, and I'll show you this, Kent, live on air. 
Uh, on the read, radio? Yeah, live on air. Read that uh, sub headline, byline, whatever you call that. A charity Season work. Into, yeah. Tennis enthusiast. North Carolina's men's basketball team donates wins to programs in need. <laughs> so that's that's a pretty good one. You have to go from there. Uh, and then from there, they've got frustrated UNC basketball coach sells team to GameStop, receives 69 cents <laughs> in-store credit. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and there is a 69-cent coin that Roy Williams gets. Apparently. Nice. And he says, although reports varied on what price Jilliams Jenkins had in mind, he was certainly not satisfied with just 69 cents. Nice. There's a great comment. Yeah, nice. There's a great uh, comic that they did. Is basically goofing on the fact that they stole our bell tower bit. Then uh, they've got Mitch Trubisky in a baby's in a baby's clothes. That's pretty funny, actually. It says Mitch Trubisky, which I'm not sure what that means. Continues UNC excellence. In the I thought NFL. he changed his name to Mitchell. Yeah, they went Mitch. And then finally, UNC flooded by tears of students. So uh, they went all out this year. The, the problem is they haven't had material in the past few years, so they went all in on this year, pushed all their chips in. So nice. uh, that, was, that was a good little bit that I saw on Twitter today. Should we get to our, our last, last voicemail? I that think could we have ultimately to. Lead into the Air Force Six Pack? I believe we have to do it. All right, here it goes, my man. Hey guys, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Wanted to know who were you guys' favorite wrestler growing up and what entrance music was the best uh, to y'all? Mine was the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors. Yeah, what a rush. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I hope he calls in more often. Shouts to Dre, first time caller, long time listener. Um, I like that he went off the cuff. We like uh, we like non-sports or non-NC State voicemail. So anybody's got any of those, like we said earlier. Shouts to us on those. Um, favorite wrestler, favorite theme song. Kent and I uh, both had... Please sim- don't be the one that I'm thinking you're going to say. Kent and I both had similar childhoods in that we grew up with wrestling and it it, it, it really shaped us. We, we were prime back in the day WWF, WCW guys and... A lot of the kids, like 20-year-old uh, Swamp Talk, won't get this. But I was always I, – I know I'm not taking yours. You're about to tell – I know you're not. No, no, I know not because I know yours. <laughs> but uh, I was I was a big Scott Hall guy. And Scott Hall was uh, Razor Ramon in the early 90s. Then he became just Scott Hall right. in the, the WCW. The Outsiders and the NWO. And the Outsiders. He helped create the NWO. Uh, and – all along with his partner, I'll throw a two-parter in that Kevin Nash, Diesel, them as, as a partnership were always my favorite. Like I don't care who were they were fighting. I don't care what they did, who they hurt. If they killed someone in the wrestling ring, I would have rooted for them. <laughs> terrible. So, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash, Diesel, all day. Chalk it up. There's there's no one better than that. And Let me just go ahead and tell you, Kent. The guy that he fought in the ladder match? Sean Effing Michaels. <laughs> No one's sexy. Such a bad soul. <laughs> that wow. drives the girls wow. God, I love to do some Shawn Michaels, man. Shawn that Michael, dude. Shawn Michaels was bigger than life. Yeah. I cannot imagine his life. Like, if I don't think he was married, but him on the road as 
the sexy boy. He probably and then had DX, quite too. a good time. And, and then, during Degeneration X. Yeah. But yeah. I appreciate the wrestling question. That that's mine. I, I've Who, got, what's I've your got, favorite theme song? My go-to, just because it can just it can just play or jam. It can just jam. I'm pulling it up, but like, what's yours? Well, are we going childhood or can we go something like right now? Bitch, you do what you want. Well, I think I'd do one that's like right now. Fired up. <laughs> Who is that? Shinsuke. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Very hyper niche to that. No one. That should have been on Instagram. Right he's there. doing the DX. Suck it, bitch. That one goes hard, man. I don't know if I can get it to stop playing. Uh, mine's just the one that, like, if you're staying in the ring, no one kind of knows what's going on. It's a classic. It's an easy pick, but damn if it ain't good. Oh, that's a YouTube app. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's another one. Uh, maybe I should delete this, or this could happen. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, I have, if I go like old school, um, this is always a good one too. Is that Val Venus? (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Val Venus was a porn star that was also a wrestler, (laughs) believe it or not. Oh, man. uh, All right, so this is. This guy will perfect leading. So, so Royal Rumble's this, this Sunday. Are you watching this over here? Um, I don't know. I hadn't talked to my wife about that. So Holly, she listens. So Holly, sure. you're listening. Uh, <laughs> can Ken come over, please? Uh, to uh, watch the Royal Rumble, the second biggest rest, wrestling event of the year. Um, the Royal Rumble. Tell them what the Royal Rumble is. That, so basically, for listeners, the main event is what? It's one ring and how many wrestlers? There's uh, thirty or forty, depending on the year. Just thirty, but. Um, and the wrestlers come in. Um, two guys start. There's a wrestler that comes in every sixty or ninety seconds. I don't even remember how many it is now. And basically, what you have to do is you have to throw every other wrestler out of the ring over the top rope. Last person standing in the middle of the ring gets a shot at the title at WWE WrestleMania. The show of shows. So what we're going to do this week is, um, with our six-pack, we're going to look at basketball only. Okay. And we're going to pick, um, let's say, let's let's put in a, a parameter of the last 20 years, basketball players, um, a six-pack of, of likely Royal Rumble winners. So to be clear, Kenny... This is people that are going to come in and dominate inside the ring. That and throw people. And throw people just over the top rope. That's right. Last one standing. All right. So, can I go first? Sure. My first pick for an NC State basketball Royal Rumble mother freaking winner is none other than Richard Howell. Yeah, he was on my list. Yes. <laughs> I was like a fancy draft where you just grab that one. Before uh, you probably should have had uh, his theme music. Uh, which was our theme music? No, he would have had a, a bit stronger of a, a theme music. All right, find that. Uh, Richard Howe was a... It's the Beast Incarnate. <laughs> oh, that's that Brock Lesnar? Yeah. That's, uh, 
That's Richard Howell's theme music. Yeah, uh, I'm. I would be very scared of Richard Howell in the wrestling ring. Um, fights dirty, plays dirty. Will throw your ass into the damn rafters if he has to. Uh, 100% beast, and I'm running away from him if I'm in the ring. What's your first pick? All right, let me go with the theme music for it first. Tight. Please no ads. You know this one? <laughs> no. That funny? You'll know it. Harlem Heat. Julius Hodge. Wiry. Oh, Harlem Heat. But tough. Do you, do you like Hodge in the ring, though? Yeah, I think, I mean, A, he's from Harlem. Right, because when you're in Harlem, you can win the we can win the Royal. Rumble. I mean, just ask Booker, Booker T. T. Ask Booker five T. time, <laughs> five time WWE or well, not WWE, but five time champion. Right. Um. Yeah, I think he's wiry. He's tough. Um. Yeah, I mean, he also intros our podcast. I don't know if you, <laughs> you guys heard it, but uh, yeah. That's so I'm gonna one. go. I'll go Jules uh, as one of my likely Royal Rumble winners. Okay. My uh, my first, my second pick in this Royal Rumble NC State Players Fantasy Draft is none other than from the great city of Fayetteville, North Carolina, Marcus Melvin. <laughs> you do not want to fuck with Marcus Melvin in the ring. Tall, rangy, got a little muscle on him, but that dude will do anything to get you out. If you remember how he played basketball, he was that guy that's going to get that extra rebound. He's going to get that... Extra little sneaky put-back lay-in that a glue guy, the ultimate glue guy that NC State's had in the past yeah. 20 years. You would think that until my next guy comes out in Damon Thornton and just absolutely manhandles him. <laughs> Damon Thornton would get murdered <laughs> no, by would Marcus not. Melvin. No, Damon Thornton would murder Marcus Melvin in the ring. He would throw, pick? Yeah, he would throw him out as soon as he got in there. Uh, no doubt about it. My last one is going to be a uh, gentleman that would use this theme song. Oh, yeah. It is none other than the big old creamy beast. BJ Anya. No. BJ Anya. Solid 330 pounds. You're not picking him up. No yeah, one's picking him so up. What no hap- one from the NC State roster is picking him up. So what happens, though, with guys like BJ Anya in the Royal Rumble is everybody else teams up with him at the same time. No, I know. Rumble. I've seen many a Royal Rumble, Kenneth. No. That may happen, but he's gonna la- He's at least going to last until the end where maybe the, the top two guys are like, all right, we can't one-on-one this guy. They're going to just get a proper I've got. I've got – here's the last one that's going to be the, the, the real winner right here. All right, tight. Here's his theme song. Oh, my God. This is a hyper six pack. Javi Gonzalez. <laughs> no. Javi Gonzalez. Oh, wait, wait, wait. All right. So I Six one nine. Javi Gonzalez is the – it's the Luka Dork of the NC State basketball. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. He will 619. <laughs> he's going to wear a Luka Dork mask. Probably he's too not. tall for that. Probably not. Is, Coming does, off the top rope. Does Injun Atzer, is there a Turkish wrestler that we can 
compare them to? We could we could make Ily and Eptimov like the great Kali or something. Yeah, I can see that. But. Um, let's flip the script just a little bit, and we'll get the <laughs> hell out of here. Who, <laughs> for the last 20 years in the NC State basketball team, and I'm going to go first, is going to be the one that is going to get scooped out within the first 15 seconds? Here's mine, um, and here's who I'll compare them to. It's Tyler Lewis, baby. <laughs> oh, man. If Tyler Lewis slides up in the Royal Rumble ring, he is getting thrown to the the Titan Shrine instantly. He's not a quick – he's a quick guy, so the only thing he can do is just slide under people's legs. But he's getting thrown the fuck out instantly. You know, let me tell you who I think would get thrown out immediately? Go ahead. And um, here's, his, uh, here's his theme song. Ryan Harrow. <laughs> All right, I take back my pick. You're right. Ryan Harrow is gonna get. He's gonna get. Somebody's just gonna come up from, through the bottom of the ring and pull him down and just light him on fire. Gosh, we're gonna have to retire the six pack after this because we're never <laughs> ever gonna be able to top what we just did. And, and finally, the uh, the ads that'll play. I've got a quick a tag team that could come into the ring and. Will be led by this. Oh yeah, it's the Martin Twins. <laughs> no, dude, if you're gonna get a tag team, you got to do a little bit better than that. No, they're twins. It's a perfect tag team. No, they're gonna boot it the hell out. No, nah, there's better tag teams than that. <laughs> that was the Rockers with uh, Kent's boy Shawn Michaels and. Marty Jannetty noted thrown through a window in Brutus's barbershop. Yeah, what was the guy? What was the? Uh, oh, okay, you're stretching now. No, there was those people that had like, uh, uh, like kind of like, if you're gonna do a tag team, you'd want to do the fire and ice, Jackpot. or just the fire and ice. We out. Yeah, we out this bitch. Stay hungry, y'all. Stole both of the endings. We love you both. If you want merchandise, let us know. We got hats for sale soon. Night, night. Hello. Hi. Michael Scott Paper Company to see Mr. David Wallace. I believe we're expected. Well, well, well. How the turntables. <laughs> If you're listening to this, retweet the link to the podcast. <laughs> Go. <laughs>